0: to this week's episode of road sodas
1: yeah yeah this is a very special (inaudible) episode (inaudible) gotta say gotta say starting this one off sober stone (inaudible) cold sober on a saturday night
0: (inaudible) i am one of your hosts jimbo
1: shaw and i am a guy who went by bernie in college for some reason
0: what a weird thing to but do! Now,
1: now I go by Ben. Welcome, welcome! This special weekend edition of Road Sodas.
0: Yeah, we're uh, we're coming in at you hot on. Uh, what's the, what's the Black Friday of September 11th called? Because mm. mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is. We're recording the day after, where you know your stomach's full from eating your big 911 dinner and they have all those savings and you got to go out and shop for your 911 related sales.
1: Yeah, one of your bankrupt airlines that you want to purchase. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, sorry. Uh no, I actually saw uh, I think it's a Dairy Queen ad campaign, um but I saw this commercial for the first time yesterday so i I was aware that it was September 11th and I was just watching a, a baseball game but then this commercial came on and it was like today is the start of fall and I was like September 11th you drew a <laughs> lot you gotta wait 10 days for the autumnal equinox guys like I know it was the death of innocence in America for our generation but please like don't don't make it the start of fall now. Yeah. And then I realized, you know, they keep they keep playing the ad campaign. It wasn't just a one-day thing for September 11th the Dairy Queen. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always think on September 11th about uh, how the bass player from Devo got married on September 11th, 2011 on the 10-year anniversary in Vegas and had a Twin Towers cake that they, you know, cut into and knocked over and everybody got mad and he was like ah like clearly he was just fucking around but he was like i just wanted to show that our love is stronger than terrorism and he just like nah you just whip ass and yeah we- yeah
1: i mean it's a it's a bad metaphor to make Especially if you haven't wait, waited the allotted twenty two point eight years for tragedies to become funny.
0: Exactly. Plus you're the basis of Devo. We all know you like fucking with people. You chopped up part of your you chopped part of your base off and just taped a pool noodle to it and thought we'd think that was that was acceptable. And it is. Mm. Now Jimbo, you're aware of this phenomenon. You've seen it. We've discussed it. We got an email. Yeah, we actually get. Uh, you know, I get emails every day,
1: but Road Sodas as as a uh, as as a podcast as, as an entity. entity, yeah, entity on the Gmail servers. We uh, we got an email. I, I I think we both know who it's from, but you you know that's
0: still a mystery. We know who it's from, but they created their own email address. I don't know if you saw it. We won't read it oh. aloud, but the email address <laughs> is very funny. <laughs> Yeah, it it makes a lot of references. Yeah, the whole thing's very referential. But yeah, so I'm going to be I'm going to read this off now. This is our first ever fan correspondence. And uh before I begin, I got to say totally fits the brief. Is completely uh written in the correct prose. I'm very excited.
1: Well, I think it's actually a silver medal. I think we we got a we got a couple of fan
0: emails before. Well, this is the first one written in prose.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you got it. You no, got the, it. the other one was delightful, but it, you know, and hey, no offense to the previous to the previous sender.
1: Uh, the Southern boys, you know, they just they just use a lot more frilly, frilly
0: prose. There it is. We're all about uh, you know, lavishing ourselves with vagities. Anyway, huh. this correspondence comes to us, comes to us both, titled "A Courteous Correspondence Commemorating Comradery," culminating into a climax. Since September 9th, 2020. It goes thusly. Dear Road Sodas, if that's even your real name, I hope this letter finds you in good health and state. I'm doing fine, although I wish there were more hours in the day. Just so much to do. I was first brought to the town square to listen to your riveting speech named Foul Movements Part 1. While the town folks did not immediately crowd around, I eventually had to push the poor and the lepers away to reach the buckets to which you were standing. Listening to the tales of two great friends living a life, a full life, caused me great remorse. It hit me like a Clydesdale horse, a black plague of emotion. That feeling of never lived, never tasting the blood of my enemy. But truly, not living in the moment, making memories with great friends, building a future that's more than making it to the next day, or dying of the ripe old age of 41 years. I'd go as far to say it wanted to pull an Edgar Allan Poe move and die in a ditch. I decided to go to the archives and find the first speech you salty dogs performed in the town square. More feeling washed over me like the North did the South at the Battle of Gettysburg. Newfound hope was delivered upon me. Thoughts of brighter days. The idea of moving to a new state with friends, driving the cattle west. Maybe even sell said cattle for a new venture. Feelings are fleeting. Time is fickle. If you've read this, you've touched my pickle. You fellas are the cock to my morning. I listen on the way to work. You're the horn to the evening telling me it's time to go home. I'm determined to catch up to the podcast and saddened to be alone when I am. You guys have missed a big part of Maryland. Apple butter festivals. Or some may say, death trap for people who are allergic to bees. There was a festival that ran just off the side of the road around very, very old slash mostly fallen down buildings. And dare I say, one of my favorite type of butters to lay upon toast. Old Mary Todd is calling, so I guess it must be time for bed. P.S. Then, dear listener, the writer of this correspondence names the intro song correctly, along with the band. P.S.S., how dare you. PSSS. Shots are to be taken as follows. Chaser slash liquor slash chaser. Bite me if you say otherwise. It's a proven method, and with training, water becomes the ultimate chaser. Zero taste, zero carbs, extra hydration. This is not to be confused with enjoying a delightful sip of bourbon. Figure it out. Respectfully, Anonymous21921. Mm, yeah. Now, one thing I'd I, I feel I must I must point out, I did receive a direct message via Instagram from another, an, an, a different associate named Anthony, who I believe is also a listener, an old, an old friend, former boss of mine, which, which we'll definitely discuss, <laughs> we'll coincidentally be discussing today, who did also nail the theme song instantaneously, it seems, which is not at all surprising. He knows everything there is to know about music. So while this person technically is the first one to write in in a correspondence, another person DM'd ahead of time. Uh, I think I mentioned I might change it if somebody got it right. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to change it eventually, but probably around the holidays as a special little gift for all all you filthy little bugs.
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and change it uh, this week, and then you can change it during the holidays. It'll work. Don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna hold you to
0: that promise that you made you're gonna start editing no no i'm not <laughs> we do need to have a conversation at some point about the other the other uh song intro and outro possibilities because they got to be in the in the in the jimbo and ben song bank we can't just pick something that sounds nice it's got to mean something it's got to mean something yeah well you know why does in the meantime mean something to us now you've said the name, Jimbo. Well, I mean, you—it's you... <laughs> true. It's—it's—it's it's, it's in the meantime by Spacehog, and if anybody reports us, fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean that one's special to us because, uh, you know, I I Im- implored you and us to listen to it before we went to a party one time. Um, I, I forget exactly why or or how you know I, I did it or I came upon like the need to listen to to spacehog hit yeah. right before we went to you know a a party at at some punk's house yeah
0: but I, I remember that i immediately followed that up with the urge to listen to low by cracker for whatever reason those songs are forever entwined in my head i don't think it's surprising they probably came out around the same time and they have a similar vibe
1: mhm yeah <sighs> And I mean, it, you know, alternative post-grunge hits from the 90s, like, it's it's a long list, but, like, those ones you can also throw in, like, Toadies, Possum Kingdom, man. Do you want to die? I guess we're just discussing... Do you want to die? <laughs> we're just discussing the, the potential <laughs> ones right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just
0: eliminating <laughs> possibilities left and right.
1: Well, the I, we don't have an affinity for those songs like we do The Hog. That's correct. I'll hail the hog.
0: Now, we're gonna get right into part two of what is tentatively known as work jerks.
1: Yeah, my glass of soda is half full because we're we're not even we're not even close to finish this one. Yeah, so we we this is the main soda, but it's a big soda.
0: Yeah, this is uh <laughs> this is our saga on jobs we've had, which is also it's just the bulk of, a whole mess of tales. And I realized while editing the previous episode that I thought of like a bunch more things that happened to those jobs. Only a couple of which are worth mentioning, but we'll do so at the at the top here. Now, if you haven't listened to the first episode, this is one of the only times that maybe it's worth going back and listening to that previous episode just because we're going to be referencing shit off of that for this. I think possibly maybe not. Who can say? Regardless, you should check back to our back catalog. It's thick, beefy, and guaranteed to please. Now, a couple things that I forgot to mention from last week. Last week, on the me end of jobs, we got to uh, the daycare. I have no other real stories about that. Enter Ciesel County Fair, no real stories about that. Uh, the season County Fair uh, still rules, and everyone should go to it once it comes back. But Golden Corral, I thought of a few more. At one point, in addition to running the omelet station, I was also just working in the dish room, just because that's pretty standard for when you start working at any sort of quote restaurant, which I'm loath to call Golden Carley Restaurant. It's a buffet. It has food in it, technically.
1: Usually, if you have a buffet, you don't call yourself a restaurant.
0: Yeah, it has things in it you can eat, but it produces a fuck ton of, of dishes simply because it's a buffet. So you can just be a goddamn animal at it. Anywho. I was, at the, I was at the dish room washing, and the next thing I know, I was on the ground, and my head hurt really badly, and it's because a huge chunk of metal just fell out of, like, it was attached somewhere above the drop ceiling, broke through the drop ceiling, and hit me on the fucking head while I was scrubbing some dishes. And so, somebody came over and uh, patched me up by putting a Band-Aid onto my hair, which did not help at all, because that's not mm-hmm. how hair works.
1: Yeah, and you had some longish hair then. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, nice, nice curly situation going on. Well,
1: I mean, even my hair buzzed right now. I would still not put a band aid on. It just, just does, it wouldn't. Just stick. give them a
0: gauze to hold.
1: Yeah, yeah, a bunch of tissues wadded up in one of those surgical masks. Just you know, done the other way. Yeah, dude, that that's the MacGyver <laughs> method now.
0: <laughs> now it's just sort of get some super glue and you know get back to it. I think.
1: Yeah, super glue is way better than stitches. Got to say.
0: But yeah, my boss went and got the manager on duty or whatever and they were like okay so ben's bleeding out of his head uh you think you can finish your shift and i was like uh i guess and so i did and then i went home i never went to the doctor i don't even think i told my mom about it i just had a big cut in my head and i guess it's fine now i mean i don't i don't count it amongst my three concussions but i probably should I probably have four concussions, (laughs) but regardless, that was one. There was another one where most of the people that worked there were on work release from the detention center down the road, and hey, that's that's a whole separate thing. I'm glad work release exists. I'm not happy with the amount of people in jail. I'm also not happy that they didn't get to keep any of that money because it's a slave. We're not getting into all that. What we are getting into is that because I was the head baker, I had keys to the... Walk in dry shed and the and and the fridge. So every now and then they'd be like, "Hey, I'll give you some Hennessy if you let me go back into the dry shed and do some sex stuff." And I'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just look the other way on something. Yep. So I did that and uh, got some. It, it it was it was one time it was a it was a pint of Hennessy and then a couple other times it was hand uh, it was not handles a little pints of pop off <laughs> and. Uh, Yep, that was that was that was good. Another time, this this old lady uh, was annoyed by some kid by the buffet, like uh, who was not with her group, and so she just like basically cupped his head and threw him to the ground. He was probably like four or five, and uh, one of the he was a nice person from work, release. so He was a very pleasant dude, but he looked the part. He was a very intimidating-looking guy, and he was working the grill station, and he hurtled the counter, and, 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 and luckily, a few other horrified Golden Corral patrons got to the scene before he did, but I think he was ready to just assault this old woman. Damn. Yeah. That was fun. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> um... There's a few stories from that that are very dark and depressing that I won't go into. So those are just the only ones that I, f- I forgot to bring up that are kind of fun. Uh, anywho.
1: Yeah. No, I got I got some, some addendums to the cornfield.
0: Yes! Cornfield park do!
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so remember I was talking about early in the season when the plants were really low and you can see throughout the entire field. Well, the field was next to a train track. In the town, and that was next to uh, a a bridge uh, that carried traffic and pedestrians over, and so I, there was a lone lady walking. I, I think it was in the noon hour uh, one day, but we we're all kind of towards that that bridge side of the field, and I just yell at her, "Hey!" And then I lift up my shirt, <laughs> <laughs> so. A month later, the agriculture department had a fucking party where it was like an afternoon party. And like some lady comes up to like us shitheads because we all showed up after work like a bunch of dick bags, like all sweaty and dirty. And uh, she was like, so who flashed me? And I was like, oh, that was me. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Who,
0: do you know who she was? Did she turn no out fucking clue. Okay. I didn't give a shit. I was hoping it was like, you know, the dean's wife or something yeah. right? animal housey and like that.
1: No, no. I mean she was clearly walking to lunch or something. <laughs> like
0: But was part of the department if she was at the party, right?
1: Yeah. I, Hell yeah. I guess so. And I mean we we would we would do a lot of like just dumb Yeah, you, you had to spend like a lot of like ten hour days just in a field with some people. Sometimes you guys were spread out, but sometimes you guys were just in a cluster for, like, an entire week, like, 60 hours. So you just either try not to kill each other with the, like, farming implements that you had and play a game like, hey, create the ba- greatest, like, band combination. And it's like, all right, so I have Flea on base and then Flea's clone also on base. We'll have two bases and they'll both be Flea. And then the singer from the Mars Volta. And <laughs> you just name the Mars Volta, basically it it you know it was what we did at the time because we were idiots when it Hell came yeah. to music <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. but there were cornfields all over the state, and I think I may have mentioned that, but like we did not always do the greatest driving in our uh ninety three Chevy tahoe It's a
0: decent car, that's
1: a fun car Ah, uh, well, I mean, there were some quick moves that were made sometimes that i I feared a rollover, especially full of people but
0: what what kind of gear were you hauling in the back there?
1: Not too much gear. I mean, it was you know just a lot of shovels, handles, and then uh, you know like maybe a cooler to if they had to take samples or anything like that. Gotcha. But yeah, we all had our fucking lunch boxes on our laps. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, I think that gets us up to new new job uh, new job era. So it's now for me the spring of 2006 i am graduating from high school not to brag golden corral has has shuttered its doors due to uh, a lot of reasons and i walked down the road to the local blockbuster because one of my other childhood friends had gotten an interview there he hadn't even gotten a job there but once again that's how jobs work is if any of your if any of your friends get a foothold you get one too. Just, <laughs> yep, that's what. Yeah, it's
1: it, it was in the days before referral bonuses. You know, it started popping up in our careers. It was just, hey man, this job's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So much like uh, Golden Corral, I got hired at Blockbuster at five fifteen an hour, which was Maryland minimum wage at the time. On my first day. I was instructed I was I was taught by somebody where to stand so that I wasn't on camera so that I could steal snacks and drinks. And for a young man who was not allowed to have candy or soda growing up, this job really fucked me up in a great way. Um I ended up buying a DVD burner because at the time that was like that was tech and I would bring in my my laptop And DVD, external DVD burner and a pack of like 100 DVDs. And I would just burn DVDs all throughout work while I was there. Then I'd use my free rentals to burn more when I got home. And that's how I, you know, ended up with such a collection of of stuff. But, well,
1: I mean, when you burn those DVDs, uh, like, did you just have like a booklet that that you kept them all in?
0: No, no, no. No, no, no. I forget if we addressed this already, but yeah, no. I, I took just hundreds of empty DVD cases of various colors and flavors, and printed off labels and stuff, or the the inserts, which I had to download and find in the correct the correct size, and then trim to fit. I mean, it was not a little bit of work, and uh, I amassed. I think I think at the, at the peak, I had about three thousand dvds and blu-rays total and i'd say about half of them were legit the other half were probably burned bootlegs yeah yeah well i mean i still have it's got to be like you got a lot right next to you yeah 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 yeah. that's a good looking wall Mm.
1: well we pared it down to just two shelves
0: yeah now dear listener i worked at eight different blockbusters over the course of five and a half years and yeah if
1: you're if you're keeping score at home that's still more than a couple of dvds a day
0: Yeah, well, there's that, but then there's also, I've kind of lost track of the order of a lot of these stories, so I'm just going to kind of go by state of the blockbusters because they were all in Maryland, Delaware, and Massachusetts. Those are the three. So the first time I ever smoked weed was in the back of the first blockbuster I worked at. Uh, The gentleman who DM'd me about the correct name of the intro song was my boss, May have also been the person who told me where to stand to steal snacks. And uh, basically, he was like, hey, we're going to go do this right now. And I was just like, fucking sweet. And so we did. And I'd always heard the you don't get high your first time thing. And I really don't remember feeling any different. But at the end of the shift, while he was counting down the register, His girlfriend, now mother of his child, congratulations, bud. I won't say your name, just in case, but you know who you are. Great work. Uh, She came with a bottle of champagne and rolled a couple of blunts in the back room while I just hung out because I wasn't a manager, so I wasn't allowed to help count down the drawers or anything. And that time, I did get very high and just hung out in the back seat. Like, on, on the back, they had this sweet old maybe a Buick, I don't know, one of those old classic sedans with, like, I think it was a bench front and back seat, but definitely the just the long, flat back seat that I just laid out in, and we just sat in the parking lot until I was able to drive home. That but, sounds like a fun thing to do. Man, it it was magical. Fuck. God damn, I was hesitant... What a
1: pink dragon, man. I
0: was, I was hesitant to, to <laughs> dip my toe into the weed waters, but, man, that was one hell of a way to do it. The two of them... They're going places. A couple of sweethearts. But I'd say one of the more outlandish stories that happened with that same fella, we were a franchise blockbuster, so not a corporate one, which means everything was a little bit different. It was you know, all the movies were the same, but like the the, the, the practical layout was slightly different. And one of the things that we had that, that the franchise store or that the corporate stores didn't have was this they tried to make it look like a movie theater menu when you walked up to the counter so there were these posters on the edges that were like coming up next week there was a poster in the middle that was this week and then uh vertically they had these little insert strips that had the movies that were coming out and prices and sales and promotions that were going on but it all like you slid these little thin strips of of printout in to make it really look kind of more marquee-esque and this this whole sign frame was probably two inches thick and probably three and a half feet tall to fit in the posters and maybe i don't know 12 feet wide it was pretty fucking wide and it hung above us at the cash register that way as the customer when you're coming up you you're looking up and you see all these posters and names and shit you can ask us about promotions and blah 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 whatever it was just the two of us working which usually it was two people working it there'd be three occasionally for like peak hours usually two of us he was ringing somebody up I was putting some DVDs back out on the shelf and there's this huge bang and I hear him yell and the fucking this marquee thing has has fallen from the ceiling and wedged him against the uh the register he's kind of just pinned there and so I come running up and we get him out and he I think he scraped up his arm pretty bad not stitches bad but just you know More than you'd expect from working at a blockbuster.
1: Hey, I mean, if he was going to get, like, moderately injured, he has the perfect, like, pre-med student, basically, at this point in Dr. Ben. (laughs) I was not
0: yet Dr. Ben, though. I know. You were just studying. (laughs) Oh, pre-med. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what I remember the most from all this is, wow, so is drop ceilings above this, and several of the drop ceiling tiles have fallen down. And so the woman that he was ringing up was just like, I'm all dusty. I'm all dusty. Do you have a towel? And, like, he's bleeding. He's like, yeah, I'm (laughs) all bleedy and sweaty and dusty as well. Like, welcome to the club. (laughs) Yeah, that just always stuck out to me that this this woman was just, like, not oblivious because she watched it happen, but was just like, oh, you know, okay. (laughs) Ha, ha,
1: ha. So- I mean, like with the menu, <laughs> it was just like you're walking into a fucking deli, and you're just like, "Yeah, give me uh, give me two of those new releases, and then uh, you know, give me one of Jean's picks,
0: and let me get a side of popcorn. You got that kettle corn? You got? Oh, you yeah, got the little ch- the shaker with the cheese. Can I get the cheese shaker? chocolate covered ones, like oh. sir, that's bunch
1: of- bunch of crunch. Eh, whatever.
0: <laughs> you got those cookies and cream dough bites. You got those, you know. You know they got the cookie dough dough bites, you know. But they, you guys got the flavors. You got those flavors. There's the mint chip. It doesn't really float my boat, but that that cookies and cream though. You got any of those for me? Yeah? Which is not at all how anyone in Maryland talks. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, people who have moved from from other places.
0: It's true. Now, eventually, I moved up the ranks at this blockbuster, and I got to attend several higher up meetings. Some sort of like uh, I was the assistant manager. I eventually became a, a store manager, and uh, I got to go hang out at these these franchise meetings because this one guy—boy, do I wish I could say his name! It was very funny. He's dead. Also, happened in a funny way, if such a thing can happen. He was a huge prick. I won't say his name though, but he owned a bunch of blockbusters and at these meetups where they discuss, you know, policies and sales and shit like that, what it also ended up being was people sharing like crazy, crazy fucking stories and showing each other security camera footage. And so I was, I became privy to some of the Delmarva Peninsula's best blockbuster security footage. Now I've, I've Googled for some of this stuff. Can't find it. Maybe some of our internet sleuths can, because I haven't looked in a while. But one of it was, somebody's putting some, uh, I'm going to go in order of, I think, funniness. One of, is a person putting some DVDs away, and just a big, a big but not very thick snake just falls out of the ceiling and lands on their arms while they're both of their arms extended to put DVDs back on the shelf. That's funny. Another one kind of opens up. It's dark outside, nothing's really going on, and suddenly, a buck Runs headfirst through those floor-to-ceiling plate glass windows and absolutely terrorizes a store for about forty-five seconds before it runs back out. Uh, one of the one of the f- ballsiest ones. No, I'm gonna go second ballsiest. Was a guy down uh, down near Rehoboth, Ocean City area, backed his truck up to a blockbuster, stuck a boat anchor into the DVD return slot that was attached to the back of his truck pulled forward which just ripped a chunk of the wall out and then he stole all the DVDs and Blu-rays that people had returned earlier that night.
1: That was a targeted move, you know. Yeah. He knew he knew what he wanted was in that box. He could have yeah. just gained access to the
0: entire store, but Oh yeah, I mean he could have he had gained access because once you're in there, you're in the store. Like he could have run through and taken everything, but I mean they're not the registers, that stuff's in a safe, but he could have taken all the DVDs that he wanted. But he knew he had to get in and get out. And that's why he's the second ballsiest. Because the ballsiest goes to, I'm 99% sure this was the Ocean City, Maryland blockbuster. There was a vestibule, if you will, before you entered the store. So if you're at the counter, your backs are to the vestibule. And inside this vestibule was one of those classic, maybe five foot tall gumball machines where you put in the 25 cent coin turn it and then the gumball spins the whole way down takes forever and maybe occasionally they run a promotion where if you get a white gumball they come out and suck your dick or you get a free game of bowling or whatever the fuck you want but in general it's just 25 cents and a minute later you get a gumball because it takes forever to spin out while the store was open and people were in line somebody walked into the vestibule tilted the gumball machine back ever so gently and rolled it straight out the door and out of camera frame. Presumably into the back of a truck. I don't know. The person who worked <laughs> there said, like, they definitely stole it. They didn't just roll it outside and leave it. It, it was gone. But just during business hours, stole a gumball machine.
1: <laughs> well, if nobody's nobody's around, what yeah. else are you going to do?
0: Now, to prevent me from bogarting the entire fucking episode... We're going we're gonna to switch over to a Jimbo one because I really love I, – I, I'm looking at the list. I love the tales from this next job that Jimbo's got for us. All
1: right. Yeah. So at my university, which was not the one that I worked for in the cornfield, we had a student union, and they had an open position for uh, audiovisual technician in the summer of 2008. I decided to take a job. Because I was living off campus, so I had a twelve-month lease. Might as well get a job during the summer, and I actually ended up keeping it for a full year. And I, you know, I'll tell the the end of the employment first, because this this is my first experience, like really confirming my my hatred of authority. They <laughs> they required a four-hour training, uh, in. Starting in June 2009, and it was it was some sort of you know occupational HR like hey don't do this the employee handbook basically but it was a four hour training and I was like not doing it and I (laughs) they they fired me basically hell yeah but it was it was actually a pretty cool job because like you did some pretty technical audiovisual stuff as far as 2008 was concerned you know i i made cables but then i also you know had had to help implement like some some hd tv <laughs> installs
0: which at the time was probably pretty cutting edge right cutting edge and heavy as a Fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just clun- clunky like all new tech is.
1: Yeah, we got a liquid crystal thing. It's like cool that thing's filled with liquid. God damn it! <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, can we get a, a gaseous crystal thing? What the? What, who thought liquid was a good call? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, it was a it was a pretty
1: cool building. The student union was. It had a couple of ballrooms, like uh, you know, like ten or so meeting rooms, and like honestly. Any job you had was like, hey, these people are going to be in this room. Give them a VGA cable and like a mini sound cable and power and a laptop. They can hook up to the the thing. It's like, wow, that that's it? That's all I have to do? <laughs> and then, well, you know, they have problems, so you got to be on hand. So just like be there when the person shows up who's going to be running it. And then have your fucking radio on. And the radio was the coolest part because of the range. Ooh, hell yes. I think I know
0: where this is going.
1: I could get it. And, you know, I tested this theory. You know, they sometimes they complained if you, you forgot to take off your radio and you went back to your dorm. But that was a time for experimenting because you could just turn on a couple of different channels because it was it was a university network and we just had one of like the 18 channels on the the specific Motorola uh walkie-talkies and you could get it pretty far back to where i lived and you could <laughs> so i mean worst come to worst if they really freak out that you took a radio home you could be like all right sorry i'm coming back in and do that over the radio
0: <laughs> my bad
1: <laughs> but that that led to a very very small amount of, well, like, if you proved yourself ept in this situation where you're giving people fucking laptops and, and three cable connections, you would rise through the ranks pretty quickly. Or at least through the, the respect ladder. And that, you know, they they were completely, fi- I saw two other people get fired who were hired at the same time as me. So I was, I was absolutely stunned at my performance at this job. But that led to some, you know, me being the only AV person on site, and like sometimes that meant I was like also IT, ooh, because <laughs> you know IT guys are like strictly nine to five, big time. Yeah, yeah. There's never there's never twenty four hour support.
0: Working nine to five, but we'll give you a two week window. Working nine to five, we'll show up while you're on the shitter. Woohoo!
1: Ah, uh, and. You know, the the ones that you would get that, that would be all alone would be like, hey, this band's like having a concert in one of the ballrooms. It's like we're we're expecting, you know, like 20 people to show up and then like 100 people show up and he's like, well, I hope security's here because I'm not, I'm not controlling this crowd. <laughs> and like, you know, I was in charge of like making sure people didn't steal the fucking equipment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well. I mean, other times it was just, hey, we need somebody here because we promised our our contract is, like, coverage through 10 p.m. So, like, they scheduled me on Super Bowl Sunday one time. I knew nobody else was going to be on site because everybody was watching the Super Bowl. So I went home and watched the Super Bowl and waited for things to come in over the radio. Hell yeah. And nothing did.
0: Yeah, because duh. (laughs) It was great. That rules. That's actually kind of that's interesting considering what you've had to do at more recent jobs.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I, and you know, I troubleshot, uh some interesting problems. Like uh, there was Founder's Day for uh, one of the sororities; they had it in a ballroom, and it was it was like the biggest production I had seen up to this point. And I think it was it was my first fall, so I, I was a couple of months in, but like I was I was providing support for for the podium. You know, I just needed all the connections at the podium. And so the first speaker uh was like, "Hey, uh having some problems." And so they they called over the the radio, but I was in the room anyway. I don't know who they talked to first, but they called me over the radio. I I was watching this whole thing unfold, and it, you know, yeah,
0: it was pretty cool. You were aware of it via real life, but watch like listening to it Intimately via radio? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah.
1: Well, I mean it's a sororities like Sunday brunch, and of course you do it at the school sponsored, you know, colony ballroom or whatever the hell it was. But I didn't want to be around all of that. It just yeah. wasn't my type of Sunday morning. Usually I was hungover on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I just wanted to nap in my black polo up in some like cave storage closet. Love it. Yeah, well, it it, you know, it's those are usually my favorite offices, but I get this call. It's like, hey, they're having trouble with the podium connections. All right, cool. Show up like a minute and a half later because I knew my way around the building and I like running around stairwells that nobody uses. I still do it at work.
0: Hell yeah. That's an important part of work life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just like, well, I, you know, I got to get around to like five, six different
0: buildings sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's also kind of fun, like, being able to pop up where no one knows you're going to be. It's like, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, we'll expect you here in ten minutes. And you're there in, like, two, and they're like, (laughs) "Fuck! Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. There's a subway line that runs underneath here. You don't know about it. Don't you worry about how I got here. Don't you worry (laughs) about that. I'm here to save you. I'm here to help. (laughs) It's fine now.
1: (laughs) Uh, But, so, I I get to the, the podium, and the first speaker's up there, and she's like, hey, uh, you know, it's it's just not going for me. And I was like, All right, cool. So I was like, Is this the laptop you're using? She's like, Yeah. And then so then I plugged in the VGA cable and I plugged in the audio cable. I was like, You're good to go. And <laughs> the screen came up.
0: It just wasn't plugged in. <laughs>
1: yep. She good put her stuff. she put the laptop on the podium and was like, Well,
0: it usually works by now. <laughs> Hey, you know, I was very stupid in college, and Mm -hmm. I am now. Just, you know.
1: I imagine that she was as hungover as I was, and so... Why not? Yeah. 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 Leading a thing, especially for, like... Oh, you're the first speaker? You're, like, the the 10 a.m. speaker at the Sunday brunch? Come on.
0: I have a very limited knowledge of Greek life culture on campuses because Northeastern did not have much of it. it. It existed... But it was within downtown Boston, and there weren't, to my knowledge, there weren't really frat or sorority houses. But I feel like a lot of the events, at least with the media and movies, have made me want to assume is that when there is an event, it is not like their founding day is what it was. Yeah founder's day the founder's day event is not a one day event it's probably a multi-day event so yes i imagine that everybody speaking was very very hungover and the order of speakers was basically an order of who do we think is going to be sober enough or who do we think i don't give a shit they have to be sober to speak first because it's a fucking sorority is like hey who who's been a real bitch the last three years fuck her could be that. Could be that. I, you know, again, media would have me believe that's how it goes. My chose my chosen frat was the rugby team, which is has some overlap, as you know, but also not. Yeah, it does. Much uh, more drinking out of a shoe mm-hmm. on the rugby team. Yeah, boot. I don't know, yeah, as they call it. Yeah, it's funnier to say shoe though. Yeah, shoe is a funnier word than yeah. Boot. Shoot
1: the shoe. Shoot the shoe.
0: Yeah, yeah, sounds great. It doesn't rhyme, but it does have alliteration, which is interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. we appreciate alliteration here at road sodas big time (laughs) well some other perks of that job were that if you went on to the top floor of the the building you could look into the baseball stadium so i got to i got to watch a couple of ball games uh like high up and it had a great view it was kind of on the first base side like pretty far removed but you could see most of the stadium hell yeah and in the basement was a bowling alley unexpected yeah but that bowling alley had a subway in it a subway sandwichery yeah so whenever the bowling alley was open subway was usually open too there were some late night bowling sessions that I think they opened up like the subway specially i think I think they had some sort of special deal with them
0: subway sandwichery is within my top 20 favorite sandwich chains yeah
1: maybe the early spokesman the the pitchman for them too was top for me he's a great he's yeah uh never mind um but (laughs) some other restaurants that were in the the food court if you will two stories up from the bowling alley and subway were a panda express chick-fil-a yeah there was a mcdonald's in there Uh and then uh they had some that that were in like rotation uh they had a steak escape which I think was a cheese steakery,
0: ooh, yeah, it wasn't too great sometimes if I drink too much, I go in the bathroom and let my steak escape, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a, and that's when you get it with whiz, yep, is that <laughs> that's that
1: that's a triple entendre if there's something there, that's a mid atlantic
0: yeah. only joke, but mm-hmm. you'll get it steak escape,
1: ah. Uh, well, those were my favorite options in the food court. The food court's important. Mm-hmm. But, they, I mean, it also had, like, the the team store and stuff, because uh, it was the, the student union. So it was, like, where if you were a visitor to campus and you only went on campus, that was the only place that you could purchase University of Maryland shit. Mm. And then below that was a bookstore... So, you could, I you know, if, if I destroyed a copy of one of my books or determined that I didn't need a book for a class, uh, immediately sold it back, I was working there. So, you know, sometimes I saved some money and then made some money. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, those were the main perks of working there. But, I mean, some of the the detractors uh, of, you know, the fun of that job is the people that don't plug the, the things into the things. I think that was my main gripe. It, that was ninety percent of the job was just like, hey. Sometimes the VGA doesn't take with the TV. You have to push uh, function F eight, and that's you know that's basically why I learned that you have to have to be just available when the person first shows up. And was like, this is how it works. If it turns off or if it goes into sleep mode, just do this.
0: Yeah, look, there's there's things I take for granted in my. I don't want to call it tech knowledge because that's a horrible thing to say. But Alt-Tab. Alt-Tab, a lot of people don't know about. Yeah,
1: I maximized my Chrome browser somehow with some hotkeys, some keystrokes I did, and I don't know how to get out of it. It It's like, well, yeah, I know.
0: You're you're true. Alt-Tab is the greatest set of keystrokes one can produce. Now, for those at home who are listening on a computer, that's weird. It's very weird. But if you're on a computer, you hold Alt with your thumb, and you hit tab with any of your fingers, probably your middle finger, because it's longer.
1: I disagree. I usually go index on tab, and then what? Uh, and then the ring finger. <laughs> Absolute on, insanity. On all because I'm using my right hand. I'm going across
0: the keyboard. It's such an important stroke. <laughs> now, when you tap this, it will instantly switch the open screen to the screen, you, the program screen you were on previously. So, hypothetically, you're at work watching YouTube and you previously had open a work email you hit alt tab which you'll be able to do lightning quick after a few practices because again thumb on alt hold that tap tab now you're gonna be able to go wow real quick a, a simple strike a one two a pra bam and all of a sudden your boss comes by you're working on your fucking email you're just thinking really hard about it that's what you're doing
1: you're not watching X videos. You better,
0: don't do that, <laughs> don't be that person at work. I don't want, I'm never going to yuck anybody's yum, and I guess us saying saying this to you now where not a lot of people who work at computers are in the office, that's not really a thing anymore, so go ahead and watch X videos, I guess, do your thing, fucking blow your beans, who gives a shit, but at the office, don't be the porn guy. <laughs> that's the stand you're
1: taking okay
0: i'm aware i'm saying the porn guy because let's be honest it's the fellas who are the porn guy don't be (laughs) that guy it's not a good guy to be no one's ever been like you know what that guy at work who's always watching porn that dude's fucking cool no one's ever said that don't be that guy this is a quick psa while we're on the subject of work environments quick psa don't be the porn guy.
1: Well, I mean, you can you can solve the porn thing with uh, this other other keystroke. It's the ESC button. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just closes it, which is sure if you're watching porn. Which again, don't be in the office. That'll close it out. Alt F4 will also close the program that you're currently running. But Alt Tab just switches windows. So let's say you're like you're reading a new huffington post article because you're fucking an idiot or you're reading a new the atlantic article because you're a fucking idiot yeah penthouse forum because you fucking rule and you need to switch back to that work email or x videos fire off that alt tab that's that's how i switch back and forth between the zoom call i'm currently on with jimbo and seeing that we are right at the time for me to give one quick more work anecdote i think i can wrap up the maryland Blockbuster. Then we'll get into a segment. We'll get the fuck out of here.
1: I just realized you were talking to me all this time. (laughs) I was not. (laughs) You didn't like me clicking around. (laughs) No, not even. (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay, because I
0: didn't even know. I assumed you were an alt tabman.
1: No, well, I have like you know slivers of of things.
0: Oh, you're a sliverman, and you click. Yeah, yeah. I get it.
1: Well, I can I can read the full sentence after a little bit, but. I think that was all I had on being an audio visual technician.
0: Thank God, because I interrupted you hard. Well, it, you all tabbed me. <laughs> yes, relevant. Now, my last quick anecdote. It was a different boss at that blockbuster. Still, the first one I worked at of eight. I'm sorry. There's going to be a lot of these. She'd gotten incredibly high on—I don't want to say cannabis, but it was—it was—it uh, was cannabis. She got very high. And was like, hey, I need you to go to the Super Walmart. Oh, my God. Here, th- We're referencing a previous app."
1: Yeah. Right across the street, too. Yes. Had that Wendy's in the parking lot. Right, uh. across
0: the, right across the street. Fuck, I have to tell the story about the time we got robbed. I'll do that later. So she's like, you need to go to that Walmart and buy me a yo-yo. I really want a yo-yo. And I will let you stay on the clock if you go buy me a yo-yo. Here's some money. <laughs> Please go buy me a yo-yo. I'm very high. And I was like, all right, cool. So I got in my car and drove over to Super Walmart and I'm walking around. And now for those who can remember, Walmart employees walk around in khaki pants and a blue polo shirt. Blockbuster employees walk around in khaki pants and a blue polo shirt.
1: Well, let's be honest. There aren't any Blockbuster employees anymore.
0: That's true. But we did. (laughs) And you bet your ass I made it about eight inches into that store before people were asking me where shit was. And it turns out that the yo-yo situation was a whole ordeal because once I finally got back to the toys, which is way the fuck in the back, because of course it is. You never put toys by the door. You put it in the back. That way you have to walk past all the other shit you don't want because your kids are dragging you to go buy toys. And I was looking, couldn't find a yo-yo. I've had enough people ask me for other shit that eventually a Walmart employee comes up to me and is like, dude, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm trying to buy a yo-yo. And he was like, oh, let me check. And he goes in the back and they bring out half a pallet of yo-yos and start stocking them and hand me one. So, like, I fucked up the, the shelving order for a super Walmart that day. But I did procure a Duncan Butterfly classic yo-yo. Don't remember the color. Well done. Probably red or green. Those are the standards drove back gave her the yo-yo i think at that point she was confused as to why she was very happy to receive the yo-yo but it was one of those like holy shit how did you know i wanted a yo-yo i really wanted a yo-yo kind of a interaction and that's all i got on that i'll give you the the only one i got left from the maryland blockbusters is the time we got robbed, which we'll do on the next jobs one, which may or may not be next week. We haven't decided yet. Robs and jobs, man, big time, which will send us straight into much like a East Coast Daddy Long Leg, a one segment. Mm. Now you got one queued up, or should I go back to the old calendar of jokes? I like a calendar of the joke, man. My man, G- give me, give me your classic one second multi count. All right,
1: so. This week's joke of the week, I heard from a coworker, and it was a priest, a rabbi, oh and boy. a pastor. What did I come in, back to? <laughs> walk into a bar, and the bartender immediately starts crying, and they all say, "Why, my son?" and he says, "I just realized my life is a fucking joke through the tears.
0: I missed the setup, but I yeah. bet that was hilarious well.
1: I, I hope you edited it out.
0: <laughs> I shan't. Now, <laughs> let's see. So, once again, I got to do a, a little bit of quick math here. Hang on. Today, again, is the Black Friday of September 11th, and this episode's coming out on the 29th. So, we're going to do.
1: Well, isn't it Black Saturday?
0: There it oh, is. Oh,
1: no. that I think that was. it rotate?
0: Base... It changes. Well,
1: Black Saturday was a baseball thing.
0: Ooh. So, we'll, we'll do we'll do September 12th. And September 29th, which is the day this will come out. So, I promise to post these on time as well this week, dear listener. So, go ahead. If you're listening right now, you can watch along on the Instagram with with the probably two-picture fucking post. And uh, let's dig in here. September 12th. Now, the picture... Oh, I figured out what the picture is. Now, I'm not even going to read it off because it gives away the punchline. So, what we have here is two separate sentences. My uncle's aftershave is so overpowering that when he visits, he sets off our smoke alarm. Now this other unnamed person responds, That's nothing. My auntie's fragrance is so strong, it can knock a cockroach dead at ten paces. (laughs) And then it's a picture of a poorly drawn dead and sort of smoking cockroach. (laughs) Now once again, I'm not selecting the auntie attack ads. These just happen to... Last time we had some as well.
1: Yeah, about a chili house.
0: Now these are two uncreative roasts. They're not good.
1: I mean, as a person with many aunts and uncles, like Which ones are you talking about, man? You're
0: cleverer than that, though. You like You're going to talk about your uncle's fragrance? No. There's there's better dunks to dunk upon somebody.
1: Yeah, my uncle's feet are so smelly Ooh. that I can draw a crappy picture. Of the smell lines coming off of his feet
0: now this is this is again in, in keeping with the theme of last time this one is actually sort of the format of a joke now it's a picture of a te- this is september 29th It's a picture of a tennis racket being thrown to the towards the ground coat it, it, i'm going to say who's speaking it's very important to the to the setup of the joke coach are you any good at tennis dennis dennis Yes and no. Coach, what do you mean yes and no? Dennis, yes. I'm no good at tennis.
1: <laughs>
0: that sucks so much dick. Oh, my God. It's not good. What's the picture for that one? That's oh, the sorry. tennis t- tennis racket getting thrown to the ground, uh, which I guess is the only response to a, a comment that horrible. Well, and on that note, that had some <laughs> rhyming. Which we
1: hate, but but I mean it had alliteration, I guess, technically because It rhymed rhymes.
0: but it didn't pay off. Like what mm. the fuck?
1: Well, I mean you get to use that in your daily life when people ask you two questions. I suppose. I suppose Or they just just use your name to start and you say yes.
0: <laughs> Take that to the to the Zoom water cooler for those of you who have those as a bonus assignment, write in and try to guess when in the middle of this I took my shirt off. If you could if you can figure that out I and as a favor to you, I will leave in any sounds I might have made in the background while I took my shirt off
1: and uh, double down bonus if you can determine when I cut my foot also.
0: and if you do figure it out, let me know because this is news to me
1: <laughs> yeah well you're recording a zoom call so I'll, I'll be able to point it out for you.
0: Yeah now. The way you can write into us with whatever you'd like, like, like our anonymous person did, although we know who you are and we thank you for it, contact us at roadsodaspod at gmail.com. That's roadsodas, plural, pod at gmail.com and roadsodaspod on Instagram for those of you who have it. For those of you who don't and would like to just create a dummy account so that you can look at anything we post that references this, you can do that. It's very easy. I believe all you need is an email address, but I'm not an ad for Instagram. So also maybe don't, maybe I should go fuck myself. Yeah. Well, speaking of which I believe Jimbo has some, has some closing, has some closing words that I just interrupted.
1: No, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, I, yeah. So I did, uh, did one of them live look-ins for a little bit research and, There are many Black Saturdays. One of them is a baseball thing, but, uh, don't look at Black Saturday, the, uh, Wikipedia guide, because it, it is all depressing shit. And on that note, go fuck yourself.
0: As we say every week. Go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. Everyone.